Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Sandy, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And I know we made you guys wait a week for an episode, but there's a very good reason for that. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Yeah, and we should just probably point out uh, something very early on. James actually is not going to be able to make this episode because he's very sick. Um, something to do with the pelvic region? He, he wasn't very clear. Um, kind of vague. It, it's very worrying. We haven't heard from him for days. But... It involved a washing machine, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he may be dead for all we know. Regardless of that, we have got – because the show has reveled in disorienting the facts and really, really diverging from what actually happened in the case and what happened in real life, we decided we cannot do another episode of this without consulting an expert. People at home, allow me to introduce you to Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Thanks for having me on, Coach. It, it's I'm so happy to have you here, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. I've been a fan of your films since the beginning, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. I mean, uh, Boat Trip, um, Snow Dogs. Daddy Daycare. Shadow Boxer. Big fan some... of Shadow Boxer. You were like in a ninja outfit on that one. I had some good times, didn't I? Yeah. I had some real good times. You remember that time I talked to those dogs in the snow? How could I forget? Man, I remember. So many families went to that movie, thinking it was going to be about some talking dogs. But it was just that one dream sequence, remember? The important thing is all the dogs lived at the end. They didn't. Oh. Not in real life. Now, see, this is the kind of inside dope that we're getting. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get all the behind-the-scenes info of how American Crime Story, The People v. O.J. Simpson, Episode 8, uh, A Jury in Jail, was filmed. I mean, the truth behind it all. And I mean, also, what I can. also, we should probably point out that as we're recording this, another episode is actually airing live. <laughs> it started literally right now, so we're kind of doing a live watch, but we're not. Man, that's some real deal unstuck-in-time bullshit. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I did a lot of coke in the 80s, but man, Jesus. So anyway, um, we're paused right at the beginning, about uh, zero seconds in. Yeah, let's like, get this over with. Casey, I know. I, I'm totally with you, Kubi Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. We know you're a very busy man, Juice. Can we call you the Juice? Did you just... Is it okay? I'm going to allow it. Okay. I'm going to allow it. We, we had like a little bit. the three of us are a team. 
you know what? We are. We are a team. We are huddling here, and we are about to hike that ball of watching. You ain't hiking shit. I'm not because because you're the QB. You're you're the you're the QB. QB Gooding Jr. is OJ Simpson. Goddamn right. Okay, so I'm going to count to three. After I say three, we will press. It it actually did start. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is OJ Simpson. Okay, so I will count to three. If I say three, we'll press play. If anybody wants to watch along, is it, are we all ready? Put me in, Coach. That's my lot. No, wait, stop! I fucking love. MB, don't, 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 don't steal his lines. Okay, okay. I, I apologize. Cuba Gooding Jr. is OJ Simpson. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, here we are. Watching this. So I just want to ask you, Cuban Engineers OJ Simpson, how like how is it working with Ryan Murphy? Ryan Murphy's a difficult man. Uh, the first time I met Ryan Murphy was at a George Clooney fundraiser. I want to say 2012, maybe. It was right about the time that show of his was on Fox. You know, that that nice show with all the kids. Glee. They sing those songs. What? Glee. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is O.J. Simpson. Can you just kind of like come up to the mic a little bit more, if that's, uh, that's okay? Like this. Uh, back up a little bit more. Back up a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try picking that up. Oh, shit. Oh. Fuck. So, so we're in a scene now where the jury's, you know, are arguing because it's it's dragged on for a while, and that's what's just go back in time. We did just go back in time. That's that's what the show is very disorienting in that way. It does that a lot. Now, you you talk about you were talking about the how you met Ryan Murphy, QB uh, Engineers OJ Simpson. How exactly did he convince you to join the show? Do I sound all right? Oh yeah, you sound perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. What the hell were you talking about? What were you asking me? Uh, how Ryan Murphy convinced you to do the show? Yeah, God, yeah. We the first time I met Ryan Murphy was at a casino in New Orleans, and I had a fucking dynamite and a blackjack. And he comes up to me, and he says, "I have a vision." I have a vision of you in handcuffs. And I say, what the fuck are you talking about? And he says, has anybody ever told you that you are the spitting image of O.J. Simpson around the time of his arrest and trial? And the funny thing is nobody ever had, not until that moment, 
and I had one of those, oh, what did Oprah Winfrey call it? One of those light bulb moments, you know? A real pick up the phone and call Gail moment. I thought, maybe I can be OJ. Maybe I am the juice. So I turned to George Clooney and I said, I'm sorry, George. I hope the benefit goes well. But me and Mr. Murphy here have some business to discuss. So we went back to his hotel room. And I am not legally allowed to go into what went on at that point. I I just want to say whatever happened there was not between the two of us. There was a third party involved. I want to make that very clear. And wow, Courtney Vance has the moves, doesn't he? He does. Can we just uh, pause for a second? I I just feel like we need to address how supervillain everyone is in this scene. And I think that's a brilliant choice on Mr. Murphy's part, personally. Um, Oh, yeah. It really sells the dynamicism of the case where you have the incompetent real-life lawyers being portrayed as genuinely good people, whereas the people who won are being portrayed as supervillains. It really adds a third dimension to the entire piece. Hey, Summer Blair's on this episode. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Q. Brugetting Jr. is O.J. Simpson. Your, your playback on your side's a little bit loud? Um, yeah, I don't want to be uh, critical of your setup. It's just... You know, I'm not as young as you boys. I know. I mean, I God, I was watching not... you in radio back when I was just a lad. Oh, man, radio. I hated that fucking movie. I mean, I imagine it's it's weird going from being an Oscar winner to being asked to be in something like radio. I mean, is that kind of a disorienting experience, Cuba Jr.'s O.J. Simpson? Well, that was the weird thing is radio was supposed to be my return back to the big time. I remember the day the director of that movie came to me. I was in a casino in New Orleans. I had a dynamite hand at blackjack. And he reaches off the table and says to me, I look at you and I see you with one of them flippers in your mouth. And I'm like, like, like the porpoise kind? And he's like, no, a flipper is what they call in the movie business, a fake set of teeth. And hey, here I am. There you are. You're uh, the juice is loose there. Now, what was what was the motivation given to you for this scene? Uh, there there wasn't any. <laughs> we was just playing poker. See, the thing you got to learn about this show is there was very rarely anyone actually directing it. You know that that's that's really clear. 
That's very clear. Watching the show, I completely understand that. Well, the majority of all this was ad-libbed. That, that, that would explain a lot. I mean, a lot of times, Ryan Murphy would come to us kind of scratching his head a little bit and say, Guys, what do you remember of the O.J. Simpson trial? Because we're a little low on material this week. And that meant so much to me. That he would have that kind of trust in me. Uh, do, do you need a minute, Cubicating uh, Junior? Okay. Are you sure? You, you're sure? Okay. Okay, do you want any water? Can we get you some water or something? I'm good, Coach. Okay, okay. Um, I want to go back about two scenes for a second to the jury trying to figure out what to watch on TV together. And I want to point out um, an interesting uh, way they played that scene, which is all of the white people want to watch Seinfeld and all of the black people want to watch Martin. Which, if you don't know, was a sitcom in the 1990s starring Martin Lawrence. And Seinfeld was the sitcom in the 1990s starring Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, and I don't, you know, when I when I say that that, that scene and how it plays out and how um, the stereotypes utilized in the scene uh, of you know there being more votes for Martin, so they all dance and sing the theme song while the white people are very unhappy. Uh, because one is, quote-unquote, a white show and one is, quote-unquote, a black show, so let's separate them like that, is racist. Well, Martin was for everybody. Uh, I exact, I was a huge Martin fan. Still am. Still holds up, I'd say. Um, so and I'm not being it, critical when I say that. I'm just saying that. Was there ever an episode where you got to meet Big Shirley? I always wanted to see that. You know, I can't remember. Uh, just a real quick question, Community Nerds OJ Simpson. How was it working with Sarah Paulson? Sarah Paulson was a fine woman. Is that all? What do you want me to say? What, you're, you're trying to get some kind of drama out of this? No, 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 no. I, nothing at all. Um, how was is, how is working with David Schwimmer here? He was an asshole. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, even in this scene, we can kind of tell that you're you're not liking this guy. Well, he had just taken like eighty grand off of me in that poker game. Uh, it looked like you guys were playing with Skittles. Well, coach, do you understand how poker works? You use what you got on you at the time, and that stands it for real money. Uh, that's okay. That makes sense. That's how that it works sense. in the acting world. You don't carry cash on you on a movie set. Are you fucking out of your mind? Well, what about the uh, the per diem? I don't want to discuss what that goes to. Okay. Next question. Um, how was um you know just going to your personal life? Um, have you been any to nightclubs lately or? Next question. Okay. MB, hide your cell phone. Um, obviously, you know, the big thing of the show, the big hook and the big pivotal moment was way back in episode two, Run for His Life. Ah, oh, that was How my favorite episode. Was I got it? To sit in a car. I got to sit in a car 
for an entire week of film, and how do you think it was? It looked a v- like a very comfortable bench bench sheet back there as well, was it? Uh, oh yeah. Best part was Ryan let us listen to whatever we wanted to on that car radio. Man, uh, Malcolm introduced me to a band he really liked called the White Stripes. Have you ever heard of them? I have. Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr.'s O.J. Simpson. I have. I'm actually a huge fan. What was their number one song? What is the highest grossing song the White Stripes ever had? I believe that would be Seven Nation Army. Yeah, I really got into them that week I was in that Bronco. I really felt like I got into the headspace. What it was like to be in that Bronco for those couple of hours going at that rate of speed. Because when you think about it, I was actually in there considerably longer than O.J. was. So if anything, I have more of a right to be O.J. than O.J. Simpson does. Uh, we've actually been saying that quite a bit. Uh, it, to us, you're the real O.J. Simpson. And uh, might I add, you as O.J. Simpson, Mr. Gooding Jr., you as O.J. Simpson are innocent. It's a lot to me to hear you say that on this show. Um, now, a lot of people... They wouldn't come on the radio like this. This isn't the radio, sir. And like me. What? This this isn't the, uh, never mind. We're live. We're live, sir. That's all that matters. Should, should, should I not be cursing? No, no, no. no. Cursing's fine. fine. Cursing's fine. fine. We're, oh, we're, we're in free yeah. air. We're in free air. Free air. It's okay. This, this is some of that, uh, Air America stuff. D- yeah. Is this the Al Franken show? Um, no, that's, that's, that's next. That's on next. That's down the hall. That, that starts in an hour. Um, I'd love to listen to Al Franken. He was, he was real funny on Saturday Night Live. And those were good times. I was, you, you hosted Saturday Night Live. I did. I actually don't know. I was asking you. I assume so. You, you had some heat behind you one time. Now, nah, you're, you're thinking of that time I was on Mad TV. Right. How was Mad TV? Let me tell you one thing. Phil Lamar, one of the finest human beings I've ever met. One of the kindest, most decent men has ever been my pleasure to work with. And skin as smooth as silk. Uh, we were in a sketch he? once where he was that UPS guy, and I was his apprentice. Man, that was a fun time. Uh, that sounds like it. Like, that sounds really fun. And what about the other members of the cast? Next question. Okay. Um, what is your perception... Because I know a lot of people have asked you this question, but I, I wanted to get your like real take. Because it seems like a lot of people are trying to get a false answer out of you in the media as far as this goes. Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, what is your take on the actual real-life verdict of the case? 
I think there were a lot of uh, mitigating factors going on with a verdict like that. Like, whoa. <laughs> I know that was a very impressive special effect. This, this show ha- introduced randomly uh, out of nowhere. God, Ryan always got something up his sleeve. Well, people at home have to understand, you as actors don't get to see the the post-editing effects. Well, sometimes they have them on the set. A lot of people don't know that. Do do they? Like like what? Uh, I, I have to sign a lot of NDAs, you know, about the kind of stuff we see. Uh, I can say that a lot of the things you think are motion capture creatures, uh, they come from somewhere. So John Travolta as Robert Shapiro, that's complete special effects? I have to sign a lot of NDAs. Okay. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. A lot of mitigating factors went into that verdict, I think. Uh, Into the verdict? I mean, on the one hand, Los Angeles was a racial powder keg at the time. I mean, on the one hand, you had the show Frogmen. Oh, Frogman, yeah. Which, on the surface, was a thinly veiled A-team knockoff, but you don't understand how many careers were riding on that. On the other, you had the Naked Gun franchise. A lot of people don't realize the reason we didn't get a a Naked Gun 4 was because of this trial. So, I mean... uh you know, maybe I'm making a jump here, but are you implying there is a conspiracy theory going on? Uh, some kind of, con- not even a theory, just flat out a conspiracy that the entire OJ Simpson trial was to derail the future of the Naked Gun franchise to end any plans for further films. Look, I, I don't want to get sued for libel or anything, but has anybody gone to Leslie Nielsen's home when he, when he was alive and looked at his collection of gloves? You know, it's funny. I remember an article detailing something like that being omitted from the uh, the Los Angeles Chronicle, if I uh, remember correctly. I'm just saying, I've done some fucked up shit to get out of contracts. Some fucked up shit. Wasn't it true, uh, Cuban engineers, OJ Simpson, that you were originally up for the lead role in Iron Man? Yeah. Well, I was this close to being in that suit. And that Robert Downey Jr. just Steal it out from under me. Just steal it out from under me. What's uh? What was exactly? What prevented you from nabbing the role exactly? I couldn't work with Terrence Howard. Uh, there's uh, apparently a lot of that. 
um, out there. I was the first. Oh, you were the first, so you you called it essentially. It's like you ever seen that movie, The Highlander? Oh, many times. Big fan. Oh, they got that over there. Yes, they have that over here. Yeah, well, you know how in that movie with the Highlander there could only be one Highlander? It's kind of like that with... With... I'm I'm just going to say it. With Cuba Gooding Jr.'s. See, Terrence Howard... And I'll cut from the same cloth. He is, let's face it, a Cooper Gooding Jr. Seriously, compare our mustaches. I have. You cannot tell me that he was not grown in a lab from my trace amounts of DNA. I have left enough blood and semen across L.A. To create an entire batch of me's. So you cannot tell me that I did not star in Hustle and Flow. Um, just, just uh, refresh my memory here. I've, I don't actually remember ever seeing you with a mustache. It was a brief period after Jerry Maguire. I thought you knew my career. Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. I, I completely forgot. I, I'm sorry. Sorry. I did. I, I just want to state I didn't forget that. I was. I I remember that time very well. Well, you know, just while we're saying things for the record, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is O.J. Simpson. I've actually been very, uh, very proud and and happy with your performance as O.J. Simpson throughout American Crime Story: The People v. O.J. Simpson. Uh, M.B. here, on the other hand, has actually been very critical of it. Now. You say that, but what the thing about it is that I've been critical of your performance. I've been critical of the portrayal of O.J. Simpson, which is completely different to what you're doing. You're doing Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, which is the as we have stated here, the superior O.J. Simpson. So I've actually been critical of the show's inability to portray. The lesser O.J. Simpson. If anything, I think you're actually doing too good of a job on here. Well, you got to keep in mind, I wasn't here for 90% of this. A lot of these scenes, I was added in post-production. Really? Really? So what, what was what was on set that day? Uh, in place of you, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Terrence Howard. Wow, really? I mean, I don't like the asshole, but he's good at what he does. So, what you're saying is that Terrence Howard is occasionally called in to be your stand-in. And vice versa. I want to be fair about that. Oh, and that's why you've actually been photographed on the set of Empire on occasion. You're, you're actually acting as Terrence Howard's stand-in, so he can be digitally inserted due to the actors not wanting to work with him. I have to sign a lot of NDAs. Okay, so I, I understand. 
I, I'm, I understand. Um, now, why are you added in post-production into American Crime Story, the people v. O.J. Simpson? Um, is there a particular reason? Is it to make it so something seems kind of off with you? An optical effect? What, 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 what is the artistry that goes into it? What is the reasoning? There are a lot of mitigating factors in that verdict. Uh, for instance, I have a very high per diem, and this is a basic cable show. Also, this was one of the things uh, Ryan Murphy and I discussed in that hotel room while she was sucking us off, is that we really wanted OJ to seem larger than life. We wanted him to almost look like he was not there. Like, you ever, you ever, you ever see one of those? One of those ink blot paintings, the war churches. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yes, yes. It's like, it's like, it's like whenever Luke goes into the cave in that Star Wars movie. Star Wars. Yeah, and his coach is like, the only thing that's in that cave is what you bring with you. So that's what Aurora's church is like, and, and that's what we wanted OJ to be. We wanted him to be a Star Wars Aurora's church where the audience, they, they, they would bring their own OJ and project him up on screen. And if I was on set, it would just, it would just ruin that. My presence would actually harm the show. And I, I'm just not that egotistical. I'm sorry. I think I follow. I think I, I follow. I don't remember taking that photo. Uh, I I just want to point out the show just finally after seven episodes finally referenced the Hertz convention. Yeah, it, um, from what I understand, Cuba Gooding Jr. is O.J. Simpson. You actually went to a couple Hertz conventions to prepare for the role. Uh, what happened to you there? Because so far, you you have not not talked about it in the public. Well, Ryan Murphy and I spent a good deal of time researching the character of O.J. Simpson. The person, O.J. Simpson. Yes. And a lot of people don't know this, but I actually went to a lot of Hertz rent-a-car conventions to get into character. And the strangest thing is nobody mistook me for O.J. Simpson. Wow, really? Really? Now, would you say that that's due to the fact that at the time when you were preparing for the role, you were actually... You were instructed, you were very famously instructed to put a lot of weight on for the role in order to seem like you were more built like the real O.J. Simpson? No, I just got fat. Okay. Oh. But I'm, I'm not ashamed. Oh, okay. I'm ashamed of who I am. No, no, no one's saying that. Cuba Gooding Jr. is O.J. Simpson. Nobody's saying that. Not at all. I'm here on coach. 
Okay. Um, let's hear one right now. Let's, uh, next question. Is, is, this uh, why, is this why I'm on this radio show so you can sit here and, and, and you can try to humiliate me? No, 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 buddy. No, no, no. We're all on the same team. No. You think I didn't film Snow Dogs? You know, going back to your filmography, let's go to the next question. I am a huge fan of, I uh, just want to say, we're at Dancing Edo's on the show now. We we called it. It's, they're there. Anyway, um, Cubic Engineer is just something. I'm a big fan of one of your early films, Chill Factor. I don't know if you... I have no memory of that movie. Okay, so you can't tell me what it's like what it was like working with Skeet Ulrich. I remember doing a lot of coke with Skeet Ulrich, but I don't think that was for a movie. I mean, you 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 were the co-lead of a film with with Skeet Ulrich. It was like a buddy action movie. Nothing. I mean, I mean, I remember that Skeet and I tore some shit up back then. If if it helps, you played a character named Arlo. Yeah, that's what Skeet used to call me when we were high on cocaine. He used to call me Arlo. And this would have been in 1998, because the movie was released in 1999. That does explain why I had all those broken bones in 1999. Like, there was kind of this biological weapon that had to, like, stay cold or something like that. How do you know about that? Uh, because that was a major motion picture, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s O.J. Simpson. That was, that was the movie Chill Factor. I signed that NDA saying that I would never talk about the Chill Factor incident. What the hell are you talking about? It's some kind of a movie. Uh, it was released, actually, in theaters across America. Does Skeet know about this? Uh, I think Skeet knows, uh, as far as I know. Okay, okay we're going to go even farther, uh, earlier back. Um, maybe you know, this is before you really you know, hugely took off. That is a hell of a sweater. That it is. Uh, do you remember the film Judgment Night? No. Next question. Okay, I'm. I'm just saying. I. I was. Uh, you were great in that movie. I'm. I'm a huge, huge, gigantic fan. I think it's very underrated. I'm sorry you don't remember yeah. it. Um. You know, I'm going sure back. You know, going back even further to actually your first on-screen role. Do you remember co-starring? With Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. Oh, man. Eddie Murphy and I had some good times back then. I remember one night I was in a casino in New Orleans with Eddie Murphy. And Eddie had this dynamite hand of blackjack. I looked across on that table and I said to Eddie, No, when I look at you... I see you in a fat suit, and I see you beside you in another fat suit, and I see you beside you in another fat suit, and I see you beside you in another fat suit playing an old lady, and I see you beside you in a fat suit playing a slightly younger lady, and I think that's a movie. Now, when you say you were in a casino, this was in 1988, right? When you were actually making Coming to America. No, this was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, you were a 
you were actually uh, under age at the time, so that wouldn't have been legal. <laughs> Man, I tore some shit up when I wasn't supposed to. You ever been to Tijuana? Uh, no. Can't say I can't say I have. Actually, aren't you broadcasting live for Tijuana? Next question. Okay. okay. I. Now your first big break, uh, before, before Jerry Maguire hit. Show me the money! Yes, that's yes. Jerry Maguire. But we're gonna go back to your first, like, like really big hit, Boys in the Hood. Show me the money! That line was not from that movie. Do, do you have any good, good filming memories of Boys in the Hoods? Uh, of course that's like one of your most famous pictures and, you know, culturally is, culturally is. God, I could tell you some stories about working with ST on that movie. I remember one time. I think that was, okay, never mind. Just continue. I remember one time me and ST were playing poker with Skittles. And I said to him, listen here, motherfucker. There can only be one. And I took out my sword and I cut his fucking head off. Okay. Uh, Ice Cube is actually still alive. So I, I don't believe that you cut off his head. Well, a lot of what you think is CGI is actually done practically on the set. I, I don't understand what that had to do with uh, my statement there. Man, he um, looks good to be as old as he is, don't he? Man, you, okay, moving moving away from that, because that has all sorts of legal ramifications I don't want to get into. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Boys in the Hood was actually directed by John Singleton, who you were reunited with on an episode of the show. Uh, would you like to tell us about that? <coughs> oh, shit, he directed Boys in the Hood? I thought I recognized that motherfucker. Oh, it's a small world, isn't it? Now, you said earlier that this show actually doesn't have directors. John Singleton is one of the few exceptions, I would say, because his episode is actually very well directed compared to the rest. Um, well, the man you say was John Singleton was very professional whenever he was on set. I, I enjoyed working with him very much. And it was an honor. You, you, we are talking about the same person, though, correct? So you say. Okay. Can you describe John Singleton for me? No. Okay. Um. MB? Uh, I would, I think at this point we should probably turn back towards what's going on camera because, uh, Shapiro. I'm in a powerhouse performance right now. Look at me. I'm that's that's that not you. Thing. That's that is Courtney B. Vance. Uh, 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 well, you actually now you are back on screen. Yeah, so now you uh, are. You you were prophetic there of how you were about to appear and put on a hell of a performance. How was it talking, um, you know, acting over the phone like that? Well, surprise. This may come as a surprise to you, but I was actually calling Courtney Vance from prison at that moment. Oh, so that was actually real. Yeah, a lot of what was used in the show is actually B-roll footage taken from my upcoming reality show, Life in the Junior Seat. 
uh, we're still searching for uh, a network to distribute it. I was shopping it around at Sundance as perhaps a feature film. You know, my big comeback, but man, it's just so hard to break through that glass ceiling. But yeah, according to Vance is just prestige. We had some crazy times. Okay, so what was, I mean, you should probably know this more than anyone. What was the creative choice behind having a woman comically trying to escape custody from being a juror on this case? Uh, what was what was Ryan Murphy's thought process behind that? <laughs> that just happened. Uh, are you saying that lady was actually trying to escape the set? Look, what happens on a movie set? This is a TV oh, show, sir. What happens on a TV show set is often considered barbaric by the outside world. See, for an auteur like Ryan Murphy, you can't look at people as people. You have to look at them as people. The way the way the way a coach looks at his quarterback and his defensive lineman and the other team and also the audience. Say, so they're tools essentially. You don't use tools in football. Who, who is this guy? Uh, I'm MB. MB, my my co-hosts. Uh, for for this show, he's been here this 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 entire time. You say so, Coach. Uh, you you've actually referred to him as Coach, I think, several times as well. Next question. I mean, that wasn't a. Okay, okay. let's let's just do what the man said. Okay. Now you're in this scene. And I just want to say, what was it like actually working with John Travolta? Because he's a um, he's a very interesting character in this show. I, I wonder what the dynamic actually is between you two. John Travolta is the wickedest man I've ever met in my long, long life. Would you care to elaborate on that? I once saw John Travolta stare into a woman's eyes for what seemed like an eternity. And whenever she finally blinked, her hair had turned white. You can't explain that shit. Um, I... Isn't that from a... from a movie? That's from my life. You know... I honestly believe that. Uh, I uh, I can see it clearly. Whenever I, whenever he's on screen, I'm terrified of the man, uh, personally. Uh, now, Juice. Yes. What was it like? There, there's a scene we we were very much a fan of where we visit OJ's memory palace and he's in his cell and he's imagining himself as a nightclub doing 
um, illegal drugs and having a good old time. What was what was it like to enter OJ's mind palace to film that scene? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but if you shoot a camera towards the visual presentation screen on an MRI, you can actually see inside a man's mind. Really? Uh, I've had to sign a lot of NDAs about the exact details of it, but uh, that that was some method acting on my part. Oh, that's exciting! You see, this is why we this is why we brought you on the on the show. Keep it getting engineers, OJ. So we really wanted to get into the technical aspects of the magic that is American Crime Story. And and you, I have to say, sir, you delivered on a level that exceeded my expectations, and I think our audiences. Oh, definitely. I I mean, I just learned something about science just now, and uh, I I'm blown away. That's movie magic. That wow, um, that's incredible. Now we're not in any kind of danger from the things we've learned. I don't know. I don't know. Your fates are in your own hands. I, I can't be expected to keep up with the fates of all the people I impart information to. You can't ask that of me. You can't ask that of anybody. I, I wasn't. I wasn't asking you of that juice. Uh, it was. I'm sorry. I, I really overstepped my bounds there. I, I apologize. Um, uh, you're welcome. Um, what was what 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 what, what, what was just on screen there? Um, that was them writing down Mark Furman's uh own voice being recorded saying frame N word N word yeah. Okay, so at least we ended out on a classy note. Oh, what's going to happen next week? I guess well, the show got tired of just saying the word. Now they want to to write it out as well. That's... Um, well, actually, uh, Mister Kuwagining Juniors, Andre Simpson, you actually know what happens next week. So, would you want to give us an exclusive next sneak peek at next week's episode, or the episode that's actually currently still airing? I, I don't know. Couldn't I just turn my TV on and flip to that episode? And no, I, I guess that would be cheating. I mean, but you, but you were there. You you filmed it already. It's completed. I, I told you I wasn't there for ninety percent of the filming. Oh, for all, okay. for, all I, for all I know, they're gonna find OJ innocent. We're all gonna look very silly. So you're saying that Terrence Howard was actually there for most of that. Yeah, I have him on a radio show. Uh, you know, I think we will. Um, for the final question, I oh, swear to God, if you have, Derek, I, no, we no, won't. No, we no, won't. No, it was no, it was no, a no, gag. No, it was no, a joke. No, it was a total. No, it was no, a no, joke. No, I'm very sorry. You don't fuck with the juice. I don't mean to fuck with the juice. It was a poor joke. I apologize. Damn right. We're, we're all on your team. We're all 
on your I bench. Oh, God, oh, God. I did not mean to say that. I did not mean to say on your bench. Oh. Anyway, um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is O.J. Simpson. Um, we are going to end the show now, but we really want to wish you well because, as was just announced in a press release before we started this, you are actually on a search for the real killers. And I think that's noble of you. And I think that's an amazing journey that you're going to go on. And I wish you all the best luck at finally figuring out what the truth is. I I, I can't say much about my search at this junction. Because you had yourself sign an NDA. What fucking sense does that make? Shut up. I'm sorry. I can't say much about my search at this moment, but... What I can release to the press right now is that there will be only one, and my blade will taste immortal blood once again. Um, so you keep mentioning and making reference to the movie Highlander? Why is that? If Next you... question. Uh, we're actually out of time, so there is no more questions. Yeah, so that actually has been this edition of Pulp Watch 1994, American Crime, Crime Story, People v. O.J. Simpson, Episode 8, A Jury in Jail, and with our special guest, Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. So everybody give a round of applause to Mr. Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Great having you, Juice. Great having you. It was great being here. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that. Well, can we ever have you back? No. Okay. Okay, Um, well... uh, It was worth a shot. uh, Yeah, it it was worth it. It, This will always live on infamy as uh, as the greatest episode of our show ever. And we're not just saying that. Not at all. This has been... Yeah. Uh, But for for this this edition of Pulp Watch 1994, I've been Mike. I've been MB. I haven't been a guest host. I've been OJ. Look at this fucking microphone. Okay, we're gonna have to like edit all of that out. Uh, uh, can we? I, just, I, can we? Can we just like cut out his side of the audio, or that would make things too confusing because we're only I, talking to him? Um, frankly, I, I feel like at this point we should probably edit in somebody else because that was just that was a train wreck. Well, we have that Terrence Howard interview that we haven't posted yet. Could we just sub him in? I ever tell you about the time I first met Terrence Howard? Oh God. We we were at a benefit for George Clooney. Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. May I ask what you hope to achieve with this podcast? Those directors created these movies. They filled them with subtext, motifs, messages. They deserve to be discussed. The answer is irrelevant. Movies are simply entertainment, nothing more. Does it matter what they mean? Yes. Yes, it does. I don't understand. Well, Cody, I guess that's because I'm a human being. And you're a robot. <coughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> that's quite all right. Box office pulp. Big things have small beginnings. Hands up!